praise the name of Jesus. God's just doing something with me. Woo! God just doing something with me. You know, I was looking for somebody to say, yeah, God's doing something with me too. That's what I was looking for. I didn't hear anything, so I'll say it again. God's doing something to me. Yeah, man, praise the name of Jesus. <laughs> Woo! My, 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 my. Praise the Lord. Can we give him some love tonight? Come on, can we give him some love tonight? Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Whew. Wow. Have your way, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody put a smile on their face? Some of you are smiling, yeah. Come on, I'm looking for smiles tonight. Yes, Jesus. I'm looking for smiles Thank tonight. You, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Kind of quiet, kind of quiet this evening. All right. Okay. Well, I'll make enough noise for both of us. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you that. You say, hey, it's just Wednesday night, and God worked on Wednesday too, you know. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God of heaven. Amen. Can I say it this way? There's not a day goes by that God's not working. And I'm glad because he's got a lot of work to do on me. Uh Me too. too. Amen. Amen. But he's 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 doing it. Amen. Little by little he's doing it. And I'm glad about it. I'm just excited. So good to see all of you this evening. Sister Rose is doing very well, so we thank God for that. Amen. Continue to keep my wife in prayer and others that may be sick. Sister Stephanie Hall is going in for surgery on her hand Friday. So please keep her in prayer, please. Amen. 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 It's important. Lots of needs, but we know a need meter, don't we? Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. I'm just looking for a move tonight. I don't know what God has laid on Brother Philip's heart, but I'm ready for it. Amen. If I can get out of the way, that's going to be the hard thing, get out of the way. But I'm going to get out of the way and see what God will do. Amen. Y'all are ready to sing, aren't you? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's the wrong answer. That's okay. We're ready, sir. We're ready. We're ready. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Don't get me to pull my hymn book out. Oh, hey, I'll be singing the hymns if I have to. Amen. It's right in here somewhere. Yeah, there it is. Glory, sing. I don't know about you, but church, we're supposed to be having a good time. i 
Lord, you can. Also says that he changes not therefore the sons of Jacob are not consumed and I'm glad of that amen, amen. let's sing another song to the Lord
love Jesus tonight. Amen. You can be seated this evening. So good to see you. Of course, my daughter, Sister Brown, needs prayer that her voice will recover. And I appreciate those taking up the slack this evening. I'm just partial to her when she sings. Amen. Amen. It's just nice for me to hear my daughter sing. Amen. I kind of like that. That's all right, isn't it? Amen. Well, of course it's all right. Amen. Amen. I just, I just really like it. I, you know. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want her voice to be healed. Amen. There's another little, little princess right there. Praise God. Amen. Let me try to make some announcements. Brother Hillman's been doing a good job with those announcements, but I'll be leaving Saturday. And so uh, I don't think I'm going to be preaching tonight. So I, I want to be able to speak to you from my heart. Please keep us in prayer. It goes without saying, even before this trip came to fruition and materialized, I've been saying to my wife, I feel I need to go. I feel I need to go. But I'm anxious about it because she's not doing very well. And there's a lot of things going on in the world. So you keep me in prayer. And you keep my family in prayer, please. Amen. Glory to the Lord. Now, as you know, we have a pumpkin patch going on out there. And Friday, from 530 to 730, there's going to be concessions, right? And our church will be having some smoked turkey legs and also some pork chop sandwiches. Somebody eat one for me, will you? <laughs> Text me and tell me how good it is. And hot dogs. And so there'll be other items as well, bounce house and things of that nature. But Friday, 530 to 7:30, come out, get someone to come out. Let's support our church. I'm telling you, turkey legs pork chops. My mouth is watering. I'm having a hard time speaking, thinking about a pork chop sandwich. Yummy. Good to the tummy. So come out. There's tickets that can be purchased for Monday, October the 31st, Fall Festival, starting this evening for a dollar a ticket. You know, we have a lot of activities that go on. And so, don't forget that. And then we have some other announcement that my daughter, if her voice will hold out, about something happening this Sunday morning after church. We have Sister Iona's um, baby gender reveal is going to be right after Sunday morning service. So stick around. All right. So we can all find out what that next cutie was, is going to be. Amen. 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 They have two girls now. It's either going to be a boy or a girl. We'll find out. You will find out. I'll, I'll, I'll be in the Philippines getting on another plane, going to the island of Palawan and uh, ministering at a second conference there. Amen. And so any other announcements? Parents, we really need to get all the forms filled out for our junior convention. That starts Monday, November the 1st. So excited about that. Amen. I want to thank everyone for just their support. I appreciate that very, very much. 
and the things that, that you do and, and help, I, I appreciate it very much. It's for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. Amen. And so this Friday, this Friday, 530 to 730, bounce house, food, come out, please come out and support. Get others to come out and support. Anything else? Any other announcements? I will be, along with Brother Mike Brown, going to Austin Friday evening, spending the night there and getting up very early. They say we have to be there three hours early, so we'll be catching a shuttle sometime around 2.33 o'clock, going to the airport. And so you pray that all goes well. And we're flying our first leg. Just kind of give you some information where we're flying to. Our first leg. We're going to Seattle, Washington. There's someone that's in our family from Washington. And so we're going there. And then from there, we're going to Korea. And from Korea, we'll go to Manila. And so you be in prayer for us. Amen. I'm just trying to give everybody a chance if there's any other announcements. Any other announcements? All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to receive tonight any tithes and half-shekel offerings that you may have. Going to sing another song to the Lord. Going to get Brother Phillips right up here to deliver the word. Going to get him a mic right now.
something before Brother Phillips comes. Sister Alicia, come up and stand on the platform, please. The enemy has been attacking our ensemble members and their body and their voice. And the Lord just impressed me that we need to pray for them. Seriously, the Lord just, just impressed me that we need to pray that God would touch their voices and their bodies. Amen. Right now, can we go to the Lord in prayer, believing? Listen, when God says something, He wants to do it. And if we'll believe it, He will do it. He will touch them, shield them, heal them, protect them, so that they can be used for the glory of God. Oh, my, I'm sensing the Holy Ghost right now. Lord God of heaven, begin to move. Push back, oh, Lord God of heaven, the attacks of the enemy from this ensemble group. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, oh, Lord God of heaven, in your name, by the blood of the Lamb, God, we come believing, standing on thy word, God, believing in thy word. You spoke to my heart. I'm believing healing in their body, healing in their voices, strength where they need strength. The devil is a liar. Put your hands together. Let's believe it done. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Amen. Come on, somebody. Believe that it's done. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. It is scientifically proven that the only thing that can disrupt the atmosphere is the human shout. No other sound can do it. Amen. So when we lift our voice yes. and we yes. cry unto God, Amen. we disrupt yes. the atmosphere and the kingdom of the devil 26 miles. He's the prince in the power of the air. So when the church of the living God lifts yes. up the voice that God has given them, we can cut through yes. it. We yes. can disrupt it. Amen. 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 Proven scientifically. Amen. The Lord bless all of you. Our ensemble can be seated. Amen. Brother Phillips, come. Deliver what God has laid on your heart. Praise the Lord, church. <clears throat> it's good to be here tonight. And yes, sir. For some reason, every time I get the opportunity to come up and preach, I get this little frog in my throat. Oh, Pastor. I'll sing it. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> he's he's going to jump out in a minute. Amen. 
But I've also, I always find it funny that every time I get the opportunity to preach that um, I work on a message and I work on a message and I work on a message and I never preach that message. All the time, Brother Byron. And I've realized that the message that I've been working on is a message for me. I'll give you the title of that message that I was working on because one day I might preach it. It's not a denomination. It's a doctrine. I'll let, you think, I'll let you think about that for a while. It's not a denomination. It's a doctrine. I'd like to honor the leadership of this church for allowing me the opportunity to stand before you tonight. Continue to bless you. Keep a hedge of, hedge of protection around the bottom, especially Pastor and Brother Brown as they head off into the fruitful grounds of the Philippines. May they be used in a mighty way. And may Brother Brown find that flower that he's been searching for for so many years. And may the Lord allow him to pluck that flower and put it in a pot and bring it back to the States. Because a flower that blooms in the Philippines does you no good when you get back home. But anyway, I like to get into this message. Let me let me just let me just talk a little while, if that's all right. <clears throat> I got a couple of quotes that I'd like to like to just read out to us. When you open your Bible, think of this. When you open your Bible, you open God's mouth. If you don't open it, he won't speak to you. Complaining about a silent God with a closed Bible is like complaining about no text messages with a phone that is turned off. It's not that God is not trying to speak. It's not that God is not trying to call. It's that we're not in a place to receive what he wants to give to us. And too many times we, we can't get what we should get from God because we're so carnal. Am I the only one in the house of God that gets carnal? I'm talking to apostolic. Do I have a visitor? Do we have a visitor? You're apostolic, my brother, right? Yeah, all right. Uh, we all apostolic in the house? Okay, we're a house full of apostolics. And we apostolics, you know, we got it going on. I, I get into it. The problem with us apostolics is that we know so much word that we don't know no word. We know so much word that we can quote the word, we can speak the word, we can tell you verse and chapter where the word is at, but we never apply the word to our lives. Amen. Let me ask any, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. You know, I had another message talking about hell. It's calling your name. But think about this. Who in the house is afraid to go to hell? I, I want you to raise your hand. Who in the house is afraid to go to hell? Did I get it? Almost everybody? Now, who in the house is afraid to sin? 
Who in the house is afraid to lie? Who in the house is afraid to be disobedient? Who in the house is afraid to have a stinking attitude? Because I'm going to tell you this. If you being afraid of hell is one thing, but if you're not afraid to lie, that's going to take you to hell. It's all these things that we're not afraid of that'll take us where we don't want to go. So don't say you're scared of hell if you're not scared to lie. Don't, don't say you're scared of hell if you're not scared to fornicate. Don't say you're not scared of hell if you got a tongue that wants to say what you want to say, when you want to say it, how you want to say it, even though it's not in line with the word of God. <laughs> you know, because I, you know, I, I homeschooled two of my grandsons, and, and they do all the character traits and all this other stuff too. But we all—I had to have this discussions with them. And this morning, our discussion was about all these character traits. Which one is your favorite character trait? And tell me why is your favorite character trait? And then I begin to explain to them those character traits that are your favorite. You should be exhibiting. Because we could talk about what's our favorite scripture in the Bible, but we are, what we are exhibiting determines whether or not that favorite scripture is applied to our lives. Amen. Did you know that from Acts chapter 1 to Acts chapter 9, it covered 14 years? Did you know that? From the time that Jesus rose to the time that Paul was struck down on the road to Damascus, it was a 14-year period. So the persecution of the church had been going on for a while before, before Saul was converted to Paul. You see, sometimes we get in the word of God and we get to, to reading and we get to flipping pages and we think that this happened and this happened and this happened. But the time that is within the framework of the Bible is extended periods of time. So we can't automatically assume that something happened right after something else happened. Amen? So in other words, the reason why the the church was afraid of Saul is because he wasn't just persecuting him, persecuting him for a week. He had been persecuting him for 14 years. And after these 14 years, this guy who falls on the, on the way to Damascus and sees the Lord personally. It had to be a personal experience that changed Saul. A light that shines so bright that he, it changed a terrorist. If God can change a terrorist, God can change anybody. Amen. God, I'm gonna get to the, I'm gonna get to the, I'm gonna get to it. God, I'm gonna get to it. Do you realize that at at least for the first 100 years after Jesus died, 
that nobody ever even spoke of a trinity. And then the first guy that actually talked about it, Tertullian, was supposedly an apostolic. But an apostolic that came out of Catholicism. I want you to chew on this for a while, because sometimes some of y'all don't know what Catholicism is, because I came out of Catholicism. Coming out of Catholicism, we never prayed about Jesus. We never knew nothing about being born again or anything like that. All we did was pray to Mary. We prayed to Mary and we did a couple of, we'd go to see the priest on Saturdays. Every Saturday, go to ask the priest for forgiveness and he'd say, this is what I want you to do because of what you just said, the sins that you committed over the last week. I want you to say 10 Hail, Mary, Hail Marys and, and five Our Fathers. And now you're good. And that's nowhere in it. But I'm going to preach a message that I got excited about in Sunday school, if it's all right with you. Yvonne, you ready? Get that mic ready. Jaden, once we get started, we're just going scripture after scripture after scripture. Because my objective tonight is not to bore you with my words. My objective is to let the word speak about the word. So if you stand with me, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And without controversy. And without, you know what, you can sit down, I'm just going to preach. Y'all all right with that? Pastor, can I take this off? Pastor, can I? Let's get in this word. Now, this is, this is Paul talking to Timothy, Timothy, somebody he was training to be a pastor. Somebody who was training to get out there and to give the word to people, the, the truth of the word. Not no fake word, not no watered down word, but the word which was the word which was the word. Let's go. And without controversy. And, I, and without controversy. Listen, there will no, be no fussing about this. This is solid fact. Amen. We ain't going to play with this game tonight. And without controversy. Great is the mystery. Great of, is the mystery of God. Great is the hidden things of God. Amen. God. Wait, let me. Godliness. Did you realize that godliness is written in the Bible only in the New Testament? And the godliness, the only two people talk about godliness is Paul and Peter. All right. So you had an apostle to the Gentiles and then one of the first apostles who got the keys. That's the only two guys that talk about it. Let's go. God was manifest Wait in the flesh. a minute. Who was manifesting the God. flesh? Now, we got to jump in and out of Scripture to, to confirm Scripture, if that's all right. All right. God was manifest in the flesh. Mm -hmm. Stop. God was manifest in the flesh. Now, I need you. Listen, man, you work in that system. I need you to jump out of this Scripture and jump into the next Scripture to show that God was manifest in the flesh. Amen. If not, if you move a little too slow, I'll just get going without you. Go to John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When you go down to verse 14, and it says, and the Word was made flesh. Yes. Amen. Amen. And dwelt among us. And Come we, on, you can jump back in. Okay. And we beheld his glory. And we beheld his glory, the 
glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of what? Grace and truth. Full of what? Grace and truth. Full of what? Grace and truth. So now this God manifesting himself in flesh. And we know now that it didn't begin with the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh, and that word that became flesh had a name. What was the name of that flesh? Jesus. So, jump back to our original. Amen. God. And without controversy. Great is the mystery of great godliness. Great is the mystery of godliness. Jesus. Yes. Was manifest in the flesh. Go ahead. Justified in the spirit. Justified in the spirit. You ready, man? Keep going. Oh, I just got to go by myself, I guess. Justified in the spirit. Colossians 2, 8 through 10 says this. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him. For in him. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead or the deity bodily. And ye are complete in him. You're not complete in them. You're complete in him. I don't need a one, two, three. There's one God. All I know is one God is one God is one God. The one God who was manifested in the flesh. It's the same God who was justified in the spirit. Come on. Which is the head of all principality and power. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Colossians. I want to throw this in. I left this out. Okay, you got Colossians 1, 25 to 27. You got it up? Whereof I am made a minister. This is Paul again. Go ahead. According to the dispensation of God. I'm made a minister according to the dispensation of God. Which is given to me for you. Which is, wait a minute, given to me for who? For you. It wasn't given to Paul for Paul. It was given to Paul for us. Mm-hmm. To fulfill the word of God. To fulfill the word of God. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Even the mystery which had Wait been. a minute. Didn't he just say a mystery? Yes, he did. Paul, Paul man, look. Paul played with the Colossians. He played with Timothy, too. Because he said he's going to reveal this mystery. All right. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations. But now it's made manifest to his saints. This mystery had been hidden for years. This mystery had been hidden over time. And Paul had looked. Paul knew what the mystery was. You know why Paul knew what the mystery was? Because the mystery knocked Paul down. And when the mystery knocked Paul down, he said, Lord, Lord, who are thou? And the Lord came back and it is I. Jesus, whom thou persecuted. Yes. Amen. So in other words, now the revelation of who Jesus was happened on the road to Damascus. But Paul had to grow in his ministry to allow this, this revelation that he had to be able to share it with others. Because Paul wanted to make sure. And this is what we have to do, especially as ministry. We've got to make sure that the word that we're sharing is the word. Because there's a whole lot of pseudo-preachers out there that are looking to tickle some ears. They're looking to get some folks excited. They're looking to make people feel good. They're working on the flesh of people. But I want you to know that the word needs to be working on your spirit. 
Because if the word works on your spirit, it'll change your flesh. If the word never gets to your spirit, you're going to still be the same old you. Oh, I'm just going to preach tonight. That's why we in the state that we are in as the apostolic church. Because the word is not penetrating our spirit. Or when it does penetrate our spirit, we don't let it be used in us to change us. Because we're so stuck on ourselves that we can't get stuck on Jesus. And I'm going to tell you what, Jesus ain't going to go in no dumps where you at. He's trying to lift you up. He's trying to pull you out of the mire clay. He's trying to set you free because whom the Son has set free, whom the Son has made free, should be free indeed. And the one thing that you need to be most free of is your flesh. Because that's the thing that has got you in bondage. It ain't no devil. Yes, the devil has the control of the prince and the power of the air. But so what? God has given me power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon me. And if God gave me that word that was in the beginning which was him, which is God himself, the devil ain't got nothing on me. But as too many of us scared of the power. Because we don't know how to wield the power. We like to wield the power to our fleshly desires, not to what God wants. It's a mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ. Wait a minute. Which is Christ in you? Wait, wait a minute. Who is Christ? Jesus. Who is Jesus? God. Now, let's go back and throw that first one in there. Uh-huh. That last one you just said. God. Which is who? Jesus. Which is God in you? <laughs> Listen, they, they, I know that they're all the same, but people don't understand what's in them. Yeah? Yeah, I got, I've got the anointing in me. If I just go with the Christ, I've got the anointing in me. I've got the Messiah in me. But the anointed Messiah is the manifestation of God. So in other words, I don't just have a piece of God in me. Amen. Ha! I got God in me, right? So if God is in me now, look at this. The hope of glory. Who's the hope of glory? God. Amen. There's hope uh-huh. in the morning. Hope, hope. in the evening. Yeah. Hope in me. Uh-huh. Amen. You see, you, you're, looking, you're looking for hope in the morning. You're looking for hope in the evening. You're looking for hope tomorrow when you have the hope in you. All right, let's go, brother. Who, has, who was delivered for our offenses? Who was delivered for our offenses? And was raised again. Who was delivered for our oh. offenses? Listen, it's not just you no more, Ivan. We, we understand what's going on now. Who was delivered for our offenses? Who was delivered for? Come on, don't be scared. We apostolic. I just said God hasn't given the spirit of fear to answer questions. <laughs> Who was delivered for our offenses? Okay, now think about this. Jesus 
the manifestation of God was delivered for our offenses. Because why? Because he needed to put on a body to do what he needed to do. Since God is a spirit, God wouldn't have been able to do what needed to be done to shed blood. But when you begin, really begin to understand this now, who was delivered unto us for our offenses, it was God really delivered himself. Praise the Lord. God, listen to me. God delivered himself for our offenses and was raised again for what? Our justification. You see, I, if I'm a Trinitarian, I could play that game with you. Look, God sent his son so that his son would die on the cross for you. No, it was God. Now, you, let's not. Nah. I'm going a little. Let me back it up. God died. The fleshly nature of God. When you understand the duality of who God is. The man Christ Jesus had to die. But God never died. Amen? All right, let's go. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan. Ho, ho. Go back to, I got it. First Timothy 3 and 16, I want to finish it off. And without controversy, grace is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Amen? God was justified in the spirit. God was seen of angels. God was preached unto the Gentiles. God was believed on in the world. And it was God who was received up in glory. Right? So now we know when God was manifest in the flesh, he became the word, and the word became flesh. We know that he's justified in the spirit because he was delivered for our offenses and raised again for us. He's seen of angels in Mark 1 and 13 now. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beasts. And the angels ministered unto him. And after he was baptized, and the spirit descended upon him like a dove, he went into the wilderness. And when he went into the wilderness, he was there 40 days. And during that 40-day period, the tempter, who was the prince of the air, attempted to tempt him. And he tempted him with things of the world. He tempted him with within the, of the eyes and of the flesh and those type things, right? The worldly things he's trying to tempt God with. And God is like turning back on him and say, it is written. In other words, you're giving me a piece of the word and trying to give me a piece of this, this stuff right here. But I'm telling you, it is written. But you know why I know why it's written? Are y'all ready for this? Y'all know why I know why it's written? I not only wrote it, I'm it. Listen, listen what I just said. When he, quote, when he spoke to the devil and he said it is written, he was telling the, the devil that I am written. I'm going to tell you about myself. I'm confirming me to you. And you should have known me already. I guess the devil couldn't see too good, pal. I said, I guess the devil couldn't see too good. Maybe he didn't recognize that God, since God was in the flesh, he had only saw the spiritual nature of the everlasting God. But when the spiritual nature of the everlasting God was shelled in his body, and his body went to the desert, the devil was looking at the shell and not what was in it. 
And many times the devil looks at your shell and he don't look at what's in you. And as long as you allow him to look at your shell and you don't activate what's in you, he has power over you. Forty days and forty nights, and the angels came and ministered to him. Can you imagine after after a while you battling with the devil? We, you know, we always talking about how we got angels encamped around the bodies. We like to quote those. You know, we like to quote those kind of scriptures. Here's Jesus, you know, just battling the devil. And Jesus, Jesus was so bad that all oh, he, the way he battled the devil, is just told him stuff. The devil's using all this trickery and everything else, and, the, and Jesus said, eh, it's written. He might even sing a little hymn or a little, little song. Oh, 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 it is written. And the devil, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about it? It is written. And he talks about how the, the devil left him for a season. And I want you to know tonight, there's some battles that you might fight, and you, you should win. But don't be fooled thinking he ain't coming back. Because he's got a mission. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And if he can steal the first time, I know a lot of thieves that try to break in the same place over and over. I come, I come from a place from where people did that. And who are they? They are actually just representation of the devil. Because once the devil gets a hold of you, he makes you do things that you don't want to do. Amen? He'll make you say things you don't want to say. He'll make you go places where you don't want to go. He'll make you watch things that you don't want to watch. He'll make you drink things that you don't want to drink. Let me back it up then. Was it him that made you do that, or was it you? I just told y'all, devil ain't got no control over y'all. <laughs> Amen. Let's go. Scene of angels, those 40 days. He was preached unto the Gentiles. Listen how, listen what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, 23 to 24. But we preach Christ crucified. This is it. This is it. This is the same thing that we should be preaching. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is it. That's all Paul really preached was Christ crucified and how God transformed him. His whole ministry was that. Mm -hmm. says, Unto the Jews a stumbling block. Listen to this. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block. Why? Because he was one of them, and his own people received him not. Mm -hmm. And because his people received him not, they just thought, about, man, you, please. Mm -hmm. But then he goes on and said to the Greeks, foolishness. Foolishness. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Can you imagine, Paul? I'm trying to reach my Jewish brothers. I'm trying to reach the Gentiles. One of them calling them him being crucified, a stumbling block, and the other one saying it's foolishness? What kind of ministry is that for Paul? Do you think Paul was pushing the plow? Do you think Paul had to break some ground to get that word into people? 
And here's a man who was, like I said, he was a terrorist before. So he had a double whammy. The Jews were scared of him and at the same time telling him he was crazy. And the Greeks, on the other hand, who believed in all kind of gods, calling some, hit that, that on screen for me, brother. The, 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 the Greeks talking about him, talking about some foolishness, but in reality, the Greeks were some pagan worshipers. So how can you go make something out of wood and worship it? That's foolish. How can you make something out of stone and worship it? That's foolishness. In other words, Paul could have told them, you, you Jews talking about a stumbling block, you were just talking about the Messiah. You've been talking about the Messiah for years. You've been waiting for the Messiah to come. And Messiah has come. Not only has he come, he was crucified. And you're saying it's a stumbling block when God wants to get you back to that relationship that you once had with him. Amen. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That's, that's what, you know, they, 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 they up there telling that to to Paul and Paul, like, I know I saw him. I'm trying to tell y'all I saw him. You locked up, brother. Keep going. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks. Now, listen to this. To the Jews that don't want to listen, it's a stumbling block. To the Greeks that don't want to listen, it's foolishness. But unto them that are called, no matter whether it's a Jew or a Greek. Christ, the power of God. And Christ, the, the power of God. And the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God. In other words, now the power of God gives me the, uh, the, uh, the ability to understand his authority. And because I understand his authority and what he's done for me, now I can get some wisdom with it and some understanding. Because once I get some understanding, then I can move into a realm that God wants me to move. That's why when we come together now, there's neither Greek, there's neither Jew, there's neither bond. The God we serve is And he was believed on in the world. Acts 13, 47 and 48 says this. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying. He's commanded us now. I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, mm -hmm. that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. Mm -hmm. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. As many as ordained, were ordained to eternal life did what? Believe. Believed. Hold that thought. Believed. Keep going, my brother. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. This is, them being, this is him being received up in glory. So I went through all this for this. This is him being received up in glory. So we just use scripture to show without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, the hidden truth of it. And, and Paul is just so good at what he does. He breaks it down. He said, great is the mystery of godliness. And I'm going to tell you the mystery. 
caught that? Great is the mystery of godliness. Then he pauses and he tells the mystery. That God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. So who do we serve? Who do we as one God apostolic believers serve? Since God has revealed himself to us, he has manifested himself to us, and he died for us and he rose for us, that we might have life and have it more abundantly, it was God that did this for us. So on the day of Pentecost, after the disciples had been filled with the Holy Ghost and peached, Peter preached his first sermon, he spoke to them about Je it was Jesus whom you crucified. You did this to the Messiah. It was y'all that killed the one that came to save us. And after he finished all his preaching, then we get to what we know now. Then we get to Acts 2.38 and 2.37. And the people begin to cry out, what must we do to be saved? Does it say saved? I'm, I'm trying to use some words, so I want to see if we know words. Come on, to Acts 2.37. Get up there. It says, men and brethren, what shall we do? Men and brethren, what shall we do? Nobody ever asked, what shall we do to be saved? That is so important because too many people talk about you being saved. And you're not saved unless you endure to the end. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. He never said you must be saved. I mean, and brethren, what shall we do? I'd like for all of us to turn to Romans chapter 10, verse 10 through 12. I don't have it up there. You pull that up. That's what Peter, that's what Peter said. I'm, that's why I'm telling you. I'm telling you what I'm telling you. Because if you believe in me without reading, you are hurting yourself. I'm giving you bad scripture because people give bad scripture all the time. So I applaud everybody that's in this house tonight that has a pen and a pencil and a piece and a pen and a piece of paper. I applaud everybody that does this. Why? Because you could write down notes, you could write down scriptures, and you can go back and confirm what I said, whether I was right or wrong. Like Brother Louie always say, I gotta go back and co-sign. This is the Romans road to salvation. Go ahead, sister. For with the heart man believeth. You remember I told you about that believeth? Earlier? For with the heart man believeth. Unto righteousness. Unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Stop right there for a second. It does not say whoever believe it on him shall be saved. Keep going, brother. Go to 12. 
For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Those that are not in the truth, those that don't understand the oneness of God, use that scripture. Say, come up to this altar and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you into my heart. I believe that you died on the cross. Come and live in me. Thank you, Jesus, now that I've said this prayer. You are Lord of my life. And somebody behind a pulpit is telling people that you are now saved. You see, the, the struggles that we have in Christendom is that we call other people Christians that are not Christians. I'm just going to be playing with it. If you're not oneness, you ain't Christian. You got a form of godliness, but you're denying the power thereof. But now let's go back to Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And this is where we can now understand how to be born again. But you all should know. Go ahead, sir. Then Peter said unto them. Then Peter jumped up. And said unto them. And said unto them. Repent. Repent. And be baptized. And be baptized. Every one of you. Some of y'all. Every one of you. The older folks. Every one of you. The younger folks. Every one of you. Just the children. Every one of you. Every one of you in the name. Of Jesus Christ. Who is the manifestation of God himself. For the remission of sin. For the remission of your sin and you shall. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You shall. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Peter is telling these folks, look, if you repent the right way. If you don't just act like you're repenting, but if you repent the right way. You're going to get your sins remitted. And when you get your sins remitted, you've been cleaned up real good. And now that you've been cleaned up real good, you're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God wait a minute the Lord our God the Lord the three of them God just the Lord our God shall call this is where everybody majority of apostolic stop. I've been born of the water and I've been born of the spirit and I've had my sins remitted and I've been filled with the spirit but once I get filled with God's spirit there's some things that need to happen. Now we can go to Romans and check Romans chapter 8 out. And then we can look at how we deal with things because they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. And they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So if I'm concerned with fleshly things, it don't matter if I've been born again or not because I'm in my sin. And if I'm in my sin, hell is calling my name. 
God desires for us to walk in the spirit so that we not fulfill the lust of the flesh. As we stand tonight, if anybody ever asks you who God is, send them to 1 Timothy 3 and 16 and ask them if you could read it. And all you got to do is keep plugging in that God was. It was God was. It was him that was manifested in the flesh. It was him that was justified in the spirit. It's that same God that was seen of angels. He was saved up into glory. And that God that went, back, went up to glory said, I'm going to send a comforter now. And when that comforter comes down, the Spirit's going to show you, it's going to lead you and guide into all truth. Amen, Pastor. Praise the Lord, everyone. You can be seated for just a moment. Thank you, Brother Phillips. Now, Brother Phillips brought some, some meat at times. We know the scripture very well. We are one God believers. And we know that God was manifest in the flesh. Remember what I have taught in the past so that what he has taught tonight you'll get and understand. You need to ask the question when you're reading the scripture. Is Jesus operating as God or is he operating as a man? God was not crucified. The man was crucified. God was not delivered for our offenses. Jesus was. He was the lamb slain before. I know you know that, but he was really on some deep things. And I want to be sure that you understand it. Because we know God was in Christ reconciling the world into himself. We know that when you've seen Jesus, you've seen the invisible God. We know that. But again, we must also remember as he stressed that Jesus is God. Amen. But we also must remember that the flesh, the begotten, the son, was the lamb and was the sacrifice for our sins. Okay? I'm not trying to. Un but you, you brought some deep stuff. And if people are not careful, when we were interjecting some things, I don't want them to think that God was crucified. God can't die. God cannot be crucified. But Christ was. And we know that all the fullness of the God was in Christ. So we know that. All right? We know that. When we get to heaven, we'll see God because of Christ. Okay. I want, I want us to understand that. I'm not trying to do, he preached, I was with him. And some of you, you were with him, but if we're not careful, we'll go to a place we don't want to go. And I, I hope I'm doing this all right. Uh, because, because when we get into this and we go deep with this, if we're not careful, Jesus was a human being. 
okay, without a natural father, but he had a natural mother. And when he was tempted in the wilderness, it wasn't God being tempted, it was the man. Because God cannot be tempted, neither can he tempt any man. So I want you to get that. But yet it's still God in him. All right? Okay. Thank you again, Brother Phillips. The Lord bless everybody tonight. Be in prayer for us. The Lord bless you. Come to the pumpkin patch. Spend a little bit of money on pork chop sandwiches. Eat a couple for me and text me how good they are. All right? Save me one. Honey, buy me one and freeze it. Not the bread in the sandwich, just the pork chop. The Lord bless you.